Hi folks, welcome to the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast by Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter. In this podcast, Gary shares everything about servant leadership, service leadership, authentic leadership, how to create high performance cultures, service excellence and life balance. Here's your host, Gary Ryan. Thank you, Sienna, for your lovely introduction. I'm absolutely delighted to have Bernie Kelly here with me for today's episode of the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast. Bernie is the owner of Fitness for Business Transformation and the chair of the Australian Transformation and Turnaround Association. It's a delight to have Bernie with us today. How are you, Bernie? Not too bad at all, Gary. Absolutely been looking forward to this conversation. So have I, and you've got a fascinating journey with your career. Which parts would you like to tell us about today? We're going to talk all about business transformation and the importance of that for the people we're working with today. My journey, I, I guess, I look about it in the three chapters. I've, I've always been immersed in, in sort of high-performance teams and business transformation space. I um, had the good fortune of working with some really good companies early in my life, and then at the exec level through some big sort of positive periods of, of development, and also some challenging ones with some turnarounds in there as well. But then block of my life where I was the CEO of a business transformation consulting firm. Yeah, well, I'm really quite dedicated to working with, you know, partnering with leaders and leadership teams in that are really sort of tackling some of the conundrums of today in the supply chain space, the healthcare space, professional services in particular. So when we talk about business transformation, not everyone listening to the podcast would necessarily know what that is. So how would you explain to the uneducated what business transformation actually means, Bernie? Yeah, I think um, the easiest way that I always think about it is if you're trying to run your business well, we all know we've got to work hard and there's all these little sort of things to do. And over time, you know, that remember the Stephen Covey quote about having your ladder against the right wall? Yes, at the moment, I think actually if the leaders that are really thinking about this have a high awareness of the fact that relevance is the big, the biggest thing at the moment. You know, are we really relevant? Have I do my have I got my ladder against the right wall rather than am I running fast up ladders? And I think that actually that's the big shift where a lot of a lot of us have grown up in you know as we've worked our way through the management ranks with a bit of efficiency drive where this decade relevance and actually have I got my ladder against the right wall is the key key leadership decision and that's. That's where business transformation comes in. Bernie, have you got an example there that you're able to share from any of your clients where you can really articulate what really ensuring we've got the ladder against the right wall looks like for folks? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's, so I always, so there's a whole range of things going on in the in the world, right? And you start to think about those, and and the relevance is actually, am I still relevant? Considering, and you think about, remember the old strategy framework, it used to be called PEST, it's been called STEEP, but I I sort of think about this, steeple is the way that I sort of talk about it nowadays, like when you think about the social movements, are we still relevant? And there's a lot of boards and corporations that have been caught out for a whole heap of different social factors. You can see careers being shortened by a lot of people because they weren't in line with what, where our, what our social standards are of today. Technology is a, is a continuous one, like lots of well-run organisations with amazing purposes, but their technology is not serving the expectations of the customer. In healthcare, there's a lot of that at the moment where you can see that our expectations as a society for public sector or as, as customers from a private sector point of view, totally out of line with you know, where the tech provision is with a lot of the healthcare stuff, for example. Um, supply chain, the same, the technology. If you haven't been on that bus for the last 20 years, you know, you're really missing out. Yeah. And then you start to go through the moment, economics. 
anyone who, like there's a lot of squeeze from a different set, a lot of different factors. A lot of people have got great products out there in the market, but the consumer has deprioritized them. That whole economics thing, there's the environment. Um, and a lot of people have made commitments this decade that transition plans are, are now looking really urgent, right? Because 15 years ago, not as urgent, but it's getting really urgent for a lot of those deadlines. And, and you can see that in the energy sector, like how are we going to run our organization? Am I going to be having too high cost of, cost of goods because of energy? topics and we're not transitioning fast enough to what customers expect so there's that and then politics there's a lot of politics stuff going on at the moment and am i where am i at that and that's local and global and then yes. and then also the legal space it's interesting with a lot of, a lot of clients working with adding ai into their capabilities yes. and understanding yes. the legalities and then the ethics around that that's a whole conundrum that smart and proactive leaders are wrestling with today so you, got, you put that out there all of my clients are actually Got more than one of those moving it at the moment. hundred oh, percent, Bernie. And and you mentioned AI there at the end. It's actually AI is present in every every aspect of steeple. It's present yes. everywhere. It's right right from how people are now getting recruited to onboarded to yeah. training to way that's integrating with the various systems that organisations are using. It's not coming. It's already here, and, and it's here in a big way. Yeah, and I think like so, I I like to think in sort of time buckets from a strategic point of view. And, and pre twenty twenty, there's always proactive leaders out there, right? And but I think that this relevance conversation became mainstream in that twenty to nine in twenty twenty to twenty twenty three, as we all it was all thrust in front of our faces that there is definitely things moving where. You know, I thought it was relevant being productive over here, but it's not. And actually, sort of uh, the priority on the relevance is key in all the conversations that I'm having with leaders at the moment. As part of your conversations, you've recently conducted a survey to find out the fitness for transformation that organisations have got. Yeah. And that's really looking toward this period of 2024-2025, I guess, over the next couple of years about how ready organisations are. What insights can you share with us so far from the data coming out of that survey, Bernie? Yeah, well, firstly, I'll, I'll call out that you are one of the collaborators on that and, you yeah, know, much appreciated. And I think, so, like, a lot of industry leaders were actually talking about that factor that, like, you know, this period is different. It is different to the last one and, and how we sort of fit for that. And as I've sort of talked to you and, and other collaborators, if you compare it to, like, say, competitive sport, there's really overt time where you pause and get match fit for that next competitive season where where all these relevant changes that are happening um it's easy even being a good even being a good organization with good leadership and doing lots of hard work it's still easy to be unfit for the shifts that we're making and, yes. I, and I know i've shared with you before gary like there's, there's a lot of studies at the moment sort of talking about how just the percentage of ceos predicting that they're going to be doing significant business model changes and operating model changes in this period, this 2023 to 2025. One study I saw from Alexis Partners, the disruption index sort of estimates about 98% of CEOs are saying they do anticipate business model change in that in this period. So when, you, when you're doing that, I, I like to compare it to in my time, I've been a runner for a long, long time. And when I first took up triathlon, trying to be a swimmer, I'm a country kid who not drowning in my local river was called swimming. <laughs> and competitive swimming wasn't my thing. And actually muscles ache that you didn't even know you had can't get your cadence right, the breath's a bit out. And I think that's the same even with a lot of good good organizations. When we're doing these shifts at the moment, you can actually just be a bit, you know, a bit out of whack. Not your best, not your best version of yourself. There's a bit more fatigue that happens in that. And then the same as in in my triathlon story, having the awareness that there is a different fitness, but taking the proactive action around that, being coached to actually shift your fitness, smooth to transition. And and that's that's where I really come from. You know, like how do I help uh, how do we work with leaders who are really 
doing a good job, but they actually transition better to their new strategy. And it's not just a thinking thing, right? It's a, it's a whole, it's an engagement thing. It's a whole doing thing as well. Yeah. And as you're chatting before the session about your marathons, in fact, I want to acknowledge that you're, you're coming up to, I think you said your 12th Melbourne marathon in just a few yeah, yeah, weeks, a of weeks. And, which means you're a Spartan for those folk that do marathon running out there. You're, that's five marath- five Melbourne marathons or more. That qualifies you as a Spartan. That's correct, isn't it? Uh, ten. Oh, ten. Ten's so, sorry. a Spartan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was only I was chopping you off, cutting <laughs> off the knees there, wasn't I, Bernie? So with the fitness side of things for businesses, are there a couple of practical things leaders could do to help them get more fit? So because of this relevance topic, most of us actually are busy doing our work. You you, you introduced me to a leader at the minute who is not working hard, thinking a lot about a lot of different things. But the challenge for us is that I know what I know yes. or I consider what I consider. So yes. one of the things that I'm doing, and I know um, I'm sharing publicly at the moment because I, you know, I think this is a really important time, I'm actually sharing sort of perception or perspective expansion exercises. And they are actually like, you know, starting to reflect on what is shifting around me that may be shifting what is relevant. And that, so there's actually, I've got a, a 10 by 10 exercise exercises. I frame that as actually it's really good for leaders, a little bit like doing Sudoku, sort of keeping your mental fitness going. But it's also really good for facilitators of uh, strategy, facilitators of improvement, because they can actually sort of share with their teams just these exercises. Okay, well, if that's happening, so what and what now for us? And you're just that relevance conversation. And we tick through, there's a frame of 10 and then 10 under each of those 10 to actually just expand that. And I think that that raising of awareness and having prompts around yourself, the big epiphanies are always where you don't look. So like working with some really, I've been working with a lot of companies that are super tech advanced and it is marvelous working with them. I'm always learning because they're actually just taking me down amazing knowledge in the tech space. But they're not always as aware of some of the social shifts that could be impacting them. They're not always as aware of some of the legal and ethical shifts that could be impacting them. And then another organisation might be another way, right, be really thinking about environmental but not connecting over to the, to the economics or, or, the, or vice versa, right? You know? So in our awareness, we seem to have sweet spots that we're, you know, we're the masters of and that we also have blind spots that are just outside of our perspective. So, so I like to play those games and really expand, expand people with that. And those sorts of activities are really important for folk to do, despite the fact that, as you mentioned, we've got our blind spots and we like our lane. I mean, 2020 taught us that the world can shift in a moment's notice. And we know through history that when we've had these major disruptions to our economies and to the way we live, it does continue to create change going forward. Right? Yep. So you know, we were just talking, as, as one simple example, if people aren't convinced about what I'm saying, as one simple example, AI existed in 2020, but we didn't talk about it and it wasn't present in an everyday work like it is now. Okay, so that's been a significant change in the way we we operate and do business and market and integrate and can communicate with our clients and all of those sorts of things. That's just one example. So, if folk believe that okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pretend this isn't happening, that's not a strategy that's going to work. No, no, and no. So no. Your, your, your ten by ten really helps folk to get to tune into well, what are the things that actually we, yeah yeah we're doing well there. But we haven't even thought about this issue over here. 100%. So the good leaders that we're working with, right, the people that are watching this show that are proactive and sort of thinking through how do we keep being relevant does is a, is a necessary question. And you can see that people that are disrupted, like there's a lot of pain end of this conversation when people are disrupted and we don't want to be those people. We want to be, you know, proactive, transformational as, as 
much as possible, right? That's right. And it's really interesting looking at, you know, I've um, studied deeply, deeply getting caught on the disrupted end and, and how to actually be a positive transformer on the other end. And it is, in, you know, remember that saying about a decade ago about people having their Kodak moment? Remember that in business literature? And, and yes. the, the reality is, like, while it was quite, it was a pretty catchy headline, as I, you know, here I am mentioning it a decade later, and a lot of a lot of teams that I work with, a lot of boards talk about, oh, we don't want to have our Kodak moment. The reality is, if you if you study organisations that have been disrupted, there's actually a there's a decade around it. Always, there was always yeah. early warnings. There was yes. always signals, and it's actually the all of the disrupted organisations, all of the disrupted leaders that are caught out by social movements that they didn't all have signals they could have read. So really, if you're thinking about avoiding disruption, it is better to actually give yourself a decade view and you start to see forward warning signs. And with a forward warning sign, you and I can look smarter because we've got more options. And that actually is a massive part of my urgency, I guess, about proactive transformational leadership so that you're actually seeing what's going on around you in a bigger view and you start to course correct toward remaining relevant through these periods. When you take the decade view, there's lots of our organisations that have the early warning signs there at the moment. Yes for Success, How to Achieve Life Harmony and Fulfilment is my new book. It's out now. Check out the link in the show notes for all the details of how to get the new book, Yes for Success, How to Achieve Life Harmony and Fulfilment. It's going to teach you a whole heap of strategies around how to have increased happiness now and into the future for your life. If not for you, get it for someone else that might be struggling or floating along in life. This book works. And as you can see, folks, the book debuted at number six on Amazon. So people have reacted to it very positively. Check it out. You can get your copy too. Now let's return to our conversation with Bernie Kelly. And and that perspective too, when you take that decade view, indicates that this isn't just a big business issue transformation and being ready for the future and transforming like smes small to medium enterprises and small businesses they can actually use your tools as well to help them recognize and in some levels they can pivot a little bit quicker totally but they've got to raise their awareness to be able to do that pivoting and and i think yeah and and building on that gary i think it's also a career thing right you know i've been around the lap a couple of laps, right? And 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 actually, but we also want to do a few more, right? We want to do a few more laps of yes. contribution in the world. And being able to course correct is so much easier than actually doing these major sort of recoveries from disruption. And that actually is a key part of this sort of conversation. And it's not only is it true for the big end of town, totally true for the, the smaller and medium-sized end of town. It's also true for our careers. You know, like a lot of the mentoring I do is with uh, late 30s, 40s, 45, 50, mid 50s sort of executives. And the aware ones are actually conscious that, hey, I've done a lot of good stuff, but I want to keep doing good stuff. Right? So, yeah. so this has to keep, you know, I have to keep adjusting and, you know, how do I tweak myself up into that next phase, keep being relevant for the next phase of contribution. It's as much about careers as it is about organizations nowadays. Which is why your fitness metaphor is such a powerful one, because fitness is about a present reality situation. Saying, I was fit back in my 20s and I was fit back in my 30s. Oh, once a time I was fit. <laughs> Doesn't work if you're not fit today. So yeah, yeah. that's where that, that and why your contribution is continuing. Now, some, some folk wouldn't be aware that not only you're running your own business, but you're the, you're the chair of the Australian turnaround and transformation association and anyone can be a member of that that's interested in this space so yes. what, what would you like to share about Ostar? 
Oh, so with the Oz TTA, okay, it is. So there, there is so many different backgrounds that we come to for that proactive transformational leader, right? So it is. So it is definitely a diverse community. I actually, um, I think that really when you're leading through uh, high growth times or sort of really significant strategic times, there's a lot of reward in that, and but there's also a lot of challenge. And I think having a community where where people of that type can gather, we're all different, but we're all got this sort of same sort of thing. And the buzz in the room, I know, I know you. You're a guest speaker of one of, at one of our events earlier in the year, Gary, and you can see we talk about all sorts of topics and there's, there's a real buzz in the room because people are able to share with other leaders who, who understand it, right, who get it, and that actually is the real buzz. We focus in, in the Oz CTA, it is around you know, community of like-minded but different sort of knowledge and different angles people, but then also the, uh, the development because as we've, you and I have been chatting about, even if, if you and I did a great job back in 2010, it's on your CV, happy days, proud of it, What's that got to do with 2023, right? So yes. how do you actually keep being relevant? And, and a lot of the people in the transformation community have got a recurring sort of theme of turning up in challenging places, right? That They are yes, people yes. that keep moving a lot of these organisations forward and, and that requires ongoing development where we learn about all sorts of things. And it, and it is a community of experts, but it's also a community of learners, right? Because on this topic, Gary's the expert, but on this topic, on the next topic, you can be a real massive learner. And we actually really encourage that. And then there also is, I think, business transformation is becoming mainstream. A decade ago, it was very much the niche end of town. It was the, the world-class players were leading business transformation. The very bottom end where recovery from restructuring required urgent financial turnarounds. Those ends were the members probably a decade ago. Yes. Now it's becoming like, as per this conversation we've been having, many sectors. If you just want to be, you want to be, you want to be in this sector on the other side of this disruptive period. You are proactively leading business transformation. So it's a it's a key place. And the third, so the third thing with the OzTTA is about the credentials of people that you know that are actually do this work. Yes, and there's roles that have got transformation in the title of the role now. There's recruiting agencies specifically recruiting people for transformation roles. Yeah. So there is a whole industry out there and opportunities that you were mentioning careers earlier. Yeah. Um, so folk that might not have even thought about this, but they're very interested in this space to actually understand there is there is actually a career pathway in the transformation space, which can then contribute to very senior roles, of course. As well. There wouldn't be an organisation at the moment that's not shifting its technology platforms and, and that sort of gear. So that whole digital transformation space, but then everyone who's immersed in digital transformation knows that it's really people. Yes. So all of a sudden, all, there's a number of fields coming together under this business transformation umbrella maybe you know sort of cha- the organizational change leaders the the sort of CIO you know digital transformation leader a- as well as the sort of the people who have come up through the business the operational leaders as well are all are all sort of heavy and, and finance as well right so it's all of these different fields coming into the uh, the business transformation space at the senior level and as you said it's it's all people and again just tapping into the AI conversation from earlier that's still going to be about people. And we, you know, those people that are in that space a bit more, that's the message that keeps coming out clearly. We, we know that for some people are a bit afraid of it, but it's the people element in all of these various roles that you've just been discussing, Bernie, where that's going to help it be the power that it can be. It's interesting. Yeah, as a strategy, you know, I play with the strategy people and futurists and stuff like that. It, it is interesting that the more you project forward, there is... There's definitely this sort of the upbeat version. There is definitely the sort of some fairly hard scenarios confronting many of us. And and I think the, the longer we delay, 
the, the higher probability of some of those harder consequence implications. And there's a number of no, there's a number of leadership teams that I'm working with on at the moment that you know the conundrums are quite dire. There has to be some some creative thinking to get out of some of these. Australian manufacturing pocketed across a number of different things. At the end of multiple value chains, our lack of manufacturing is is definitely a conundrum for our own nationally, right? And then you start yeah, to yeah. go through the energy transition. There's a lot of conundrums there that we've left pretty late to start working on, and that's going to yeah. make it pretty hard. And, and then also there's the, yeah, there's implications that could have been avoided that are going to be sort of quite hard in that transition, and that's unfortunate. And so how do we be more proactive around that? And then, then also I think with the, with the health sector, I mean, you know, the, the costs cannot keep going up, either in public sector or in the private sector. And that actually is something has to change in there. So there's there's some really sort of deep strategic work going on about how do we start to do some of these things differently through this period. Well, you could imagine, too, in, in uh, with health is insurance space, right? And yep. insurance just isn't for health, but it's the same issue there. The costs for insurance to the consumer are, just, uh, are reaching levels that when inflation's sitting around 6.6%, but people's premiums are going up by 25%, uh, there's a point at which the consumer, when that's year on year, the consumer's going to say, I can't, I just can't afford it. So when you take your 10-year view that you were mentioning yep. earlier, Bernie, there's some of these industries which it's going to be much shorter than 10 years before something significant is going to shift in the industry at the same time as having conundrums that you mentioned yeah. that equals opportunity it totally does right so so the interesting thing with all of this is these conundrums that are there that's what you and i talk about how do we actually lead into these conundrums mm. right because someone someone is going to work a way through it who yes. are they going to be right and that's yeah. that's actually the work that i'm doing with a lot of teams at the moment is okay recognize the conundrum let's actually scope up the conundrum and what could be done? How could we get through this? And it's in- interesting for me, I guess, a, a personal frustration I have is actually turning up when most of those things can be seen in advance. And so I feel it's a little bit like stretching the rubber band. Like, you know, you <laughs> might go, well, I'm the CEO. I've only got two more years to go before I retire. I can stretch that rubber band. The factors were there, but you, you know, you didn't address them. You just stretched, right? Yes. Eventually those rubber bands break. And, and I think that's actually the hard reality for a lot of CEOs that, that I'm working with at the moment is actually... They're inherited those ones where the, their predecessors stretched the rubber band and there's not much stretch left. And that, that really increases the urgency, right? Because we've got to actually take urgent action rather than planful action. Yeah, yeah. because, you know, let's, you talked about the Kodak moment and the 10-year sort of window, but there's some industries like the taxi industry that was decades that they were delivering poor service yes. globally. Like globally, though. And so Uber was going to happen one day yep. and it did. It did. And then in jurisdictions like Australia, where the licenses were very expensive, that people had, some people had just literally bought, and then all of a sudden Uber came along, and their, their asset just fell through the floor in terms of its value. And they faced a massive disruption to their industry. So much so that years later, I'm, I'm not sure how many years Uber's been around for, but it must be nudging a decade now. Oh, it's, um, it's over a decade. Yeah. yeah. That the taxi industry, with their apps and everything, and the way they operate, is completely copied Uber. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now they're lucky to still be there, and well, many of them a lot are. of them, a lot of them are, and that's actually a part of this conversation, right? How do you we lead? Because I think that actually the the lack of leadership is a critical topic in these yes. conundrums, right? Because the conundrums yes. exist. The, the, the conundrum right. is there. The signs for that conundrum are, are visible in advance, yes. and then it's actually you know how do we lead? And I don't know by myself, and you don't know by yourself, but what do we do, right? And and it's actually, it's the people that start asking those questions that end up coming up with some answers. And that actually, that's, is right. the, that's a key key leadership piece. Of the, I'm, I'm fanatical about asking questions, right? Because you go, well, you know, we don't, we don't know all the answers. 
but we need to be asking better questions and, and really asking questions about meeting this quarter's budget. Yeah, they're, they're necessary. I reckon it's part of it. Like, you know, those sort of uh, internal disciplines, back to the same fitness metaphor, right, keeping your disciplines. But but also, if there's no one in your organisation asking the bigger questions as well, I mean, if you're at the top of an organisation and you're not asking those bigger questions, you have to ask yourself, well, who who is asking those questions? And I think that there's a lot of, it's been interesting in the COVID period, a lot of good leaders have been dragged down into the shorter term, had to, mm. that's okay. But it's really, and that's with this whole fitness for business transformation in this window is if I've been dragged into the detail as I had to be, I urgently need to switch. 2023, I cannot go into 2024 still down at that tactical level because I need to be thinking about this bigger view that you and I have been chatting about. So talking about questions, the last questions I've got for, for you, Bernie, is what, what is the best way or ways for folk to contact you, to access your resources, to access some of those big questions they could be asking themselves in their organisations? Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm definitely sharing a lot because I, at the moment, because I do think this is quite a critical conversation to be having more of. The, my website is a go-to place, berniekelly.com, and that's the book, I've got a book there, Traction, Four Practices of Change Fit Leadership Teams, but also the index that we're working on at the moment and going deeper with other industry leaders. To I think a lot of people that might be watching this have got a lot of things on. How do they we actually bring to the surface some sort of real key insights? And that's actually what the Fitness for Business Transformation Index is trying to do. And then also my, my LinkedIn profile is another place where I'm every week sharing different collateral. As I said, it's either for those leaders who want to keep their own fitness elevated and get advantage out of that, but also for people who are facilitating strategy, facilitating team development, that they have tools and um, ready access things as well. And LinkedIn's also a great place to find out about OzTTA as well and join and subscribe and follow yeah. and then consider joining the association. As so well. we have a, I mean, if you search on LinkedIn Australian transform i think it'll already come up under those words and and that actually is that's a free linkedin group if you're interested in this i 100 percent recommend joining that and finding out about uh, online events but also local events in brisbane sydney melbourne that are coming up well bernie i really appreciate that folks will pop all of those links in the show notes so please check the show notes for all of them bernie thank you for your time thank you it's been a great, great conversation today thanks gary you're welcome so folks Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast. Once again, please like and subscribe to the podcast or to do the same on the YouTube version. If you'd like to access our email list, please go to orgsthatmatter.com slash newsletter and sign up for our newsletter and you'll stay in contact there. Once again, I'm Gary Ryan, the host of the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time.